today. We've got uh, inflation, Middle East conflict, uh, gas in, you know, there's gas outages, gas shortages. But again, at least there are no mean tweets. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by uh, my good friend, America's favorite cowboy, and the future governor of Texas, Chad Prather. Hey, it's good to be with you. Hey. Glad to be here hey. on Blaze TV. We're here on radio. Yeah. <laughs> also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, who is also my friend, I guess. I'll admit yeah, that on TV. Yeah. Whatever. I am that. <laughs> uh, and I feel like it's been forever since you've been on. You've just been so busy. It's been like a whole week. It's been so <laughs> No, I was out of town last week. I was yeah, out of town. I busy. went to Florida, met with some very important people in some very important places, and I'll leave it at that. Oh. VIP with an NDA, you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, WBLZ, Blaze Radio. You're, like, scarily good at that. Right. <laughs> uh, so we've got to, the headlines of the day, you know, I, let's do our best to try to make these fun, because quite honestly, it's not very fun. When you look at the news of the day, we are just over 100 days into Joe Biden's presidency and um, everything's going wrong. So mm. we've got uh, more gas outages. Uh, Biden, apparently the Biden administration is scrambling. Uh, the governors of four states have issued state of emergency declaration declarations as they face their gas outages. Of course, this has sparked, as we've talked about on the show, by the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attacks. Um, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia have all implemented the states of emergency. And, um, you know, it's interesting because the Biden administration, uh, what, just yesterday came out and said, well, that, you know, they want to pay ransom. That's a private sector decision. We Please, we don't get involved in the private sector conveniently uh, when they don't want to get involved in the private sector. Um, but uh, here they are now. Apparently, they are scrambling because um, it, they're as much as The New York Times wants to say um, there's no there's no lines. There's no lines. There's no shortages. It's totally fine. Everything is totally fine. Apparently, people in the country would like to just believe their own eyes instead of listening to the Biden administration excuses. Um, Chad, I mentioned this to Elijah yesterday, but I feel like uh, the Biden administration and a lot of people in Democrat leadership are kind of like, gee, gosh, darn, if oil and gas goes away, like, do, oh, no, you have soaring gas prices. Oh, gee, maybe we should just use this opportunity to push the Green New Deal through uh, and tell you people that you shouldn't have been relying on oil and gas this whole time. Like, you have to believe that they're just going to use this to their own advantage. I've always said Jimmy Carter was the most inept president we ever had. And now Joe Biden is basically saying, here, hold my beer. Oh, congrats, <laughs> uh, Joe. And, and because it's title. really bad. The last time I remember gas shortages, I think I was six, maybe uh, years old, and Carter was Carter was in office. That dates me, young and old, I guess. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, but I, so, let me just say what's up. This is what's up. Please, okay. That's, Forget that's Elijah Schaefer. Elijah Schaefer knows nothing. <laughs> Screw that guy. And he says it with a lisp. <laughs> Forget Elijah Schaefer. <laughs> Let me tell you what's really going on. Please. Okay. So they're putting the entire country into a welfare state. 
People don't want to go to work. Every restaurant you go to, every bar, every establishment, hey, you're going to have to be patient with us. We're understaffed. We are not, we're hiring servers. People aren't coming to work. We're seeing this over and over again. I'm seeing it firsthand in places that I go into. People don't want to go to work. There's, it's, it's a give me my stimmy culture we're living in, right? So people are sitting at home and they're making more money than they would if they go to work. So people, can, there's no employment out there. They've done that. Democrats have done that for the last, you know, 50, 60 years with minorities in the urban community where they make sure that the welfare state, state stays intact. Now they're doing it. They found ways to do it with everybody in the country. We're seeing how easy it is to hit the apathetic button uh, because that is the default setting for people. Now, if they could get you out of work, they make you fat, lazy, dependent. You're weak. You're, you, you're broke. Uh, you don't have you're not a capitalist anymore. Uh, well, what's another option depending on the government? Let me make you a socialist. Well, let me tell you what they're now going to do. They don't care if things start to break down and fall out because now uh, things like the gas shortages and other shortages and food shortages. You go into your grocery store, we're starting to see other shortages that are happening there. You're going to start to see trucking is going to be, you're not going to be able to do that because you can't afford the fuel prices. Uh, steel is exorbitant. Wood is exorbitant. Okay, yeah. So so we're getting to a place where we're helpless. Young people can't buy homes anymore unless you got $450,000 to put down. And, and my point is, the Biden administration, they love this because this is one step to getting us on the government teat where they wanted us all along because now they control the masses. And that's what's happening. We're, we're, we're idling our way to Venezuela is what we're doing. And it's an ugly situation. People need to wake up because because this whole somebody else will take care of it. Listen, folks, we're adults now. We're the adults. We're the ones who have to take care of it. Nobody's bailing us out. They keep sending out trillions. Can we stop using the word trillion? Like, that's really pissing me off. <laughs> Nobody knows what a trillion is. We use it so casually. It's, it's an ethereal number. Nobody yeah. knows what a trillion is. You can't compare that to anything. You right. have no point of comparison. Stop using the word trillion. It's a thousand billions. You don't even understand that, okay? <laughs> so, so just chill with all of that. We're talking about money that's not there and it's not theirs, and that's what we're bailing everybody out with. You, you, the bubble's going to pop. We're all screwed. It may be too late. We're all screwed. Okay. I don't like it when I dress like Glenn Beck and start to sound like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, great. Like, like, like it's, we're screwed. Oh, wonderful. This is an untenable situation, not just for the next generation. We always say the next generation. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's yeah. untenable for us. Yeah. We're in trouble. And for us and the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after America that. America is going, Rome is burning and Nero is playing his fiddle. It is bad. Yeah. I, I thank you, Glenn. You're thank, welcome. You, thank you, Glenn. Mr. Jason. I, I was looking at the news last night and I'm sure we'll probably talk about some of these other topics later in the yeah. show. But like Chad pointed out, no one wants to work anymore because of all the stimulus. They're waiting for that. They won't go get jobs. Um, gas lines. Um, rising inflation. It's almost as if Obama and Jimmy Carter got together, had a baby, <laughs> and named it Biden. It made it's it like Joseph Robinette Biden. A very ugly baby, and yeah. that's what they got. They, they kept on saying he was going to be FDR. No, he's, he's absolutely, he's taken us back to the 70s. That's yeah. really what he's done. I look at in historical context, and um, to your point, Sarah, about taking advantage, mm -hmm. I absolutely think they're looking for any reason whatsoever to take advantage. We know they want to do that on guns, yeah. so they're just itching to do that. They're setting something up. Actually, what they just, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I'm sure you saw this, Chad, where um, Obama's, um, what is it, the ATF and DOJ are basically trying to redefine what a firearm actually is. Right. What? Um, and, uh, well, yeah, a lot of people kind of blew this off, but I looked at this and I was like kind of freaking out because they're going after ghost guns. And everyone's like, oh, what's whatever, it's just ghost guns. That's such, such a tiny, minuscule, mm -hmm. it's basically nothing, right? It's definitely not a threat. But what they were doing is they were trying to redefine what a firearm is. So they're basically mm. saying, what, you know, all the components, like a barrel, 
heck, is it a magazine? Is it like what else? They all have to be serialized. They're all saying if it's even a part of a firearm, it's then classified as a firearm. Mm -hmm. Now you got to look at these things mm -hmm. and think about what are they setting up in the future. Um, something goes down with the, um, you, you know, with this, this pipeline. Um, they're kind of very standoffish at first, what I thought was kind of weird. Um, the organization, it's a very long acronym that actually looks into cyber attacks and threats. They came out publicly and said, look, they haven't contacted us. We haven't contacted them. They're pretty much on their own. Yeah. They want it to fail. Yes. Now, why would they want it to fail? Well, they talked about in the campaign, they want a national power grid. Mm. They want to nationalize the whole dang thing. Yeah. I almost said another word. I got an email saying, don't say those words anymore. Um, they, the, the same email. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> the whole thing. They want to nationalize the whole thing. You mentioned Venezuela. What are some of the first things that happen once they really go over the edge? Well, first off, you see farmers, landowners, they start getting hit. We've seen our farmers. I'm saying, wait a minute, we're being discriminated against. Yeah. You know, we're, they're getting bailout money. First off, I don't think our farmers even want bailout money. But they're just calling out something that's not fair. Why, why are we being excluded just based off of skin color? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're always the first one to go. Second to go is energy. They nationalize the energy. That could be coming. They're already talking about a national power grid. Getting ready. They've already canceled the Keystone uh, pipeline. Um, they want it to go full on solar and, and, and wind and whatever. They, they don't care if it's not efficient. They want to go there and the national power grid will get there. Then you just keep on checking off the list. We'll nationalize this. Nationalize that. Yeah, I agree with you. We're in a whole lot of trouble. If we continue to go along that path and it seems to be there's no room, it's not abating at all. Uh, I hope to God something happens in the midterms. I hope that we can take back some of this power because right now they have all of it. What do you think? Do you well, think okay. there's hope for the midterms? Well, okay, so I sent out my daily email that mm -hmm. I send out. People can sign up for praythrough2022.com. Cheap plug, but get the email. It's got some great information on there. Because I believe so goes Texas, so goes the country. And right now I truly believe so goes Texas, so goes the world. Mm. Uh, Texas is adding more they're going to add two more electoral college mm -hmm. because we're expanding. Yes, we're going to have more like seats that. in the house. And so uh, New York is losing. California is losing. Point in all of that is if Texas goes blue, for instance, the, the whole country goes blue. Yeah. It's going to affect everybody. So to the degree that that we come together and focus on these midterm elections, they're huge. They're huge. And one of the things that people don't realize is it's not just about who the big name at the top of the ballot is. It's the down ballots. Mm -hmm. You've got to make sure that you are covering that. Beto O'Rourke, when he ran in 2018 against Ted Cruz for Senate here in Texas, he lost his election, but he won on the ballot. The left won because he won. His power and money brought in the down ballots, and that is what affected us. It's happening across the country. So if we don't change this trend... And as conservatives come back, and unfortunately we're not doing this, actually conserve things, mm -hmm. this big government overreach is going to continue and it's going to become a monster. It's like the blob. It's just going to keep eating everything, consume everything that gets in its path. Yeah. And we can't turn that back. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to know that they're up to something when just the way that they are involved in big government overreach, when they say something like, oh, well, we'll just let the private sector handle it themselves. It's like, <laughs> right. when have you ever not Never. wanted to get involved in the private sector? Right. That should that should be a tip off to right. anyone who's paying attention. The government is begging to get into that. Yeah. Uh, they, they beg in every area they beg. And the fact that they're not doing that ought to raise a red flag. Yeah. What? Uh, to, OK, so let me go back to Beto for a second. Do you, mm. is, is he going to run? governor? I, I, you know? I, I'm pretty sure he is. Is he? Pretty sure he is. Have it on the good guy watch. just loves to lose. <laughs> I, I guess. It's just it's a, big money in it. a thing A thing he has it's about big losing. Money but the problem with Texas is there's a good chance he might not. Well, I, I wouldn't say there's a good chance, but I do think for a, a lot of people who said, oh, we told you that Beto wouldn't win. It's like, yeah, but did you see how close he got? Yeah. 
I mean, because that's you, a problem when you look at the numbers. I mean, you you compare yeah. if you go back, it's scary. If you compare, and I won't dig too deep in this, but the number of paid staffers that Ted Cruz had versus the number of staffers that yeah. Francis O'Rourke had, uh, Bobby Frank. Uh, I mean, it was like sixteen hundred paid staffers to Ted Cruz's three or four. Yeah. I mean, it was insanity, right? But, but how do people? How will people continue to throw money at him, knowing that all he does is lose? I mean, because, it's legitimate. I'm not even trying to be funny. Because of what I said a minute ago, he won. He lost all his. He lost things. his fight, but yeah. he won the battle. Yeah. Uh, they put money on him and won in the down ballot, mm-hmm. and that's what people forget about elections. It's so important. They won their municipalities. Fort Worth, Texas, now has a Democratic yeah. state senator uh, in Beverly Powell because of the down ballot that happened with Beto O'Rourke. So when you start seeing that, and I try to tell people, we focus so much at the top when it comes to politics, who's in the Oval Office and who's in the Senate. And you gotta gotta realize these municipal elections and these state elections, who's in your House seats, who's in your Senate seats in the state, these are the things that matter. Those affect you way more, affect your daily life. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The down ballots are so important. Like if you you really need to, if you you are able, just run for some kind of office. Mm -hmm. Just do it. I don't don't, don't care if it's school board, the whatever <laughs> Bro. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and people think I'm crazy and I am yeah. I, listen I'm just crazy enough to damn well do it because because they make it impossible they, don't. they make it impossible for you to do it it's it's kind of set up against us from the start because as conservatives we're not activists no. we're yeah. really not we're, we're conditioned to say I don't want to have any part of that whatsoever also, I want to do my own alone. exactly right. and we're busy uh, making money <laughs> going to a job care of families and, and, like we don't have time and can right. I say just as a side addendum, uh, if you're a climate worshiper, get the hell out of the gas line. You can walk wherever you're going. You don't need a car anyway. You're philosophically opposed to fossil fuels and carbon emissions. So get the hell out of the gas line so we can get what's left. We got work to get to and y'all don't have jobs. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, all right. Coming up next, me. the latest in uh, what's going on with uh, Israel and Hamas. You're not going to want to miss that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. Um, so we were just talking about so goes Texas, so goes the country, and Chad mentioned the world. Um, I cannot stress to you enough, you got to pay attention to what your kids are being taught in public school. And I'm talking to Texans as well, okay? Because you may think that, oh, look, they might be uh, helping us out by banning critical race theory, but um, they're teaching all sorts of things, like um, there's no difference between boys and girls, and for kids to explore their sexual feelings. It's Incredible the things that they are teaching your children right under your nose and you're paying your tax dollars are paying to do it. And it's stuff that you would never, ever, ever want to teach your children. You don't want this for your kids. All right. That's why you need to consider Freedom Project Academy. Unlike public schools, FBA has perfected live online learning for over a decade. They've been doing it long before COVID. They are built on Judeo-Christian values. They have a classical curriculum and they are dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not leftist propaganda. Your children will not be indoctrinated at Freedom for School Dot com. You can request your free information packet today. Again, they are not going to be indoctrinated. They are going to be taught how to think, not what to think. Don't let your child be dumbed down by public school. Go to freedomforschool.com. Get your child a real education. It is Freedom Project Academy over at freedomforschool.com.
The IDF launched a series of surgical strikes against Hamas targets inside Gaza uh, just last night into this morning after the Palestinian terrorists fired hundreds of rockets into Israel. Um, this is this, you know, we just talked about this yesterday. Um, it is ongoing and it is escalating. And um, again, we've got some incredible footage of the uh, the Iron Dome blocking these rockets. Let's take a look at some of that. Um, so it, it continues to escalate over there. And um, Jason, I know that you are very involved in what's going on over there. So I'll be I'll be interested to get your thoughts along with yours, Chad. But let me just also bring to the table for for the conversation, uh, Andrew Yang, who you may know him as former presidential candidate, but he is also running for mayor of New York City. I would just like to remind you, uh, he condemned Hamas terrorists for attacking Israel. And uh, so he is so. <laughs> You, you guys are going to know who called him out here, but let me just let me just get Andrew Yang's tweet first. I'm standing with the people of Israel who are coming under bombardment attacks and condemn the Hamas terrorists. The people of NYC will always stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel who face down terrorism and persevere. And, of course, uh, AOC herself um, called him out. Utterly shameful for Yang to try to show up to an EID event after sending out a chest-thumping statements of support for a strike killing nine children, especially after his silence as, what, how do you say that? Al-Aqsa. Al-Aqsa was attacked. But then to try that in Astoria during Ramadan, they will let you know. Um, so unsurprising to hear uh, that kind of rhetoric from AOC. Um, again, we talked about this yesterday, but it is very scary. It's a very scary time for this conflict to be escalating when we have, um, it really feels like anti-Israel leadership in office right now, not just AOC and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and the likes of them, but also, the, I mean, the White House. Yeah, I I would like to say just before I start that. Um, <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> that video that you showed of the uh, Iron Dome. Yeah. I got to get one of those at the house. Where can a brother get an Iron Dome? It's I, incredible. I just got a I get a newsfeed stuff and information from the IDF. They're like a media like WhatsApp channel, mm-hmm. and they reported eighty five to ninety percent interception rate. That's amazing. They, 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 can they, you imagine if they didn't have that? So I know. Just, oh, oh my God. I mean, they would have been wiped can off I, the face of the just, planet by now. Before he starts, <laughs> let me just <laughs> throw an addendum. Joe Biden gave $150 billion to the Palestinians for COVID relief. You just saw it shooting into Tel Aviv right that there. Was, that was the COVID relief. There goes their COVID relief. Yeah. You think they bought yeah. COVID relief? No. No. We bought them rockets. Yeah, and they also use uh, that money to pay bounty money, uh, reward money, to terrorists that go in and kill Jews. Mm -hmm. That's a lot how that money is used. Absolutely shameful that Mm -hmm. that's going back. I am so sick of people like AOC parroting things like this. It's it's clear they know nothing. I I don't know if they know nothing about it or if they do know and they're intentionally... You know, telling lies. It's hard to say either either way. It, I, you know what, Jason? I don't think that I think there are a lot of people who are just very mistaken on this, because if you read the mainstream media, uh, you know, uh, uh, stories on this, it's it really, really points the finger at Israel. Oh, always. So always. I think a lot of people don't even realize they don't know where to go to get the full story. So I. 
can, allow me a couple minutes just to set the full record straight on this entire thing. Doesn't why this is happening? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Over a thousand rockets have been fired so far, and they're they're continuing to go. Yeah. But this this entire thing, sorry, it's always bad during this time anyway. It's near around Jerusalem Day. Um, that's when um, you know the the Arabs lost Jerusalem, uh, and Israel claimed it. So this is like their worst day. It's Israel's best day. So every year you see something. Nothing like this. This is the worst that I've seen it. Way, even 2014 wasn't even this bad. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this started, there was, a, there was a campaign leading up to Jerusalem Day where a bunch of Arabs were going around and they were assaulting rabbis and Jews that were wearing, you know, like yarmulkes and stuff like that. So then, you didn't get any media reporting on that, and this is how the media operates. Then you had a group of young Jews that were mobilizing to stop this. So they were standing there next to the rabbis that were openly, you know, you know, in their garb to stop this. That got the reporting. So then, of course, people like AOC, Tlaib, media, they were like, oh my gosh, these ultra-Orthodox, far-right Jews are going around insulting Arabs. Right. Not the story. That was not the story. Then there was another thing about they're saying, oh, they're attacking the Al-Aqsa Mosque, and that's the reason why, and they're, you know, militarizing it. You want to know why? It's because when they showed up for prayers that day, they ripped apart the Al-Aqsa Mosque, got a ton of stones from ripping apart their own holy site, and they were throwing stones down at the Jews praying at the wall. That's when the police went into action to stop that. But they didn't report it. Right. They reported just the action of them defending themselves. It's time and time again, that's what it's all about. Now, these rockets that are shooting now, there's another issue going on with a, a land dispute in eastern uh, Jerusalem. And everyone gets this wrong. I would like to set this straight right now so you can take this and you can use this in defense because there's nobody defending Israel and nobody defending Jews right now. It's <laughs> disgusting. But they're saying that the, the, you know, the Zionists are going into East Jerusalem and they're you know, colonizing and, and evicting people off their, uh, their houses. Well, let me tell you the history behind that. In 1876, under Ottoman rule, the Palestinians actually sold that property to Jews. Now, later in 1948, when the Jordan took over that area, they said, this is our land, mm -hmm. I don't care who owns it, I don't care if you have pink slips, and they brought in Arabs and they started putting them in these houses. They didn't care who owned it. After the Six Day War in 67, uh, Israel didn't, take, didn't evict them. This is hung up in the courts for a while now. Just now, the court said, okay, we recognize their ownership, they brought the pink slips, it's obvious that this family and this family owns these properties. They haven't actually made the ruling yet because that will send everything yeah. in, into crazy town. But everyone knows that this is going to happen. That's why even more rockets started, started uh, shooting. But it's all over the fact that they stole land from, Israel, uh, from Jews. Jews want that property back. It's legally theirs. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else to say on this. Yeah. This is madness. Hamas, the only reason that they're even, they even exist is to attack Israel, destroy Israel, kill Jews. The Iron Dome, I saw, I think it was Tlaib said, I think it was her, it was one of those crazy chicks, said that, um, oh, you know, uh, uh, Palestinians don't have an Iron Dome. You know, yeah. like, this is so unfair. Yeah. Well, Israel wouldn't need an Iron right, Dome right. if they were, if, if the Hamas wasn't firing right. rockets. It's purely defensive. Yeah. Well, the media's is, got such oh. a bent on the whole thing. You can fire a thousand rockets at Israel, and if Israel fires one rocket back, right. now the media is going to say Israel Israel's is, is attacking, yeah. you know, Gaza. Oh, it, yeah. Case in know. point, they kept on showing yesterday that a, 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 a like a residential building was coming down. They're like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know what that building was? It was the military intelligence arm of Hamas. Right. Yes, there were some civilians in there because yeah. they use human shields. Right. But they right. didn't report on what the building was. And they also didn't report that. And there's video on this IDF released this. They called the people that work there and said, hey. We're going to shoot yeah. that at that place. You should get out. get out. Tell everyone else in there to get out. Mm -hmm. 
you, what else can you do right. at that point? Right. What else can you do? Yeah. Um, all right. Before we before we go to break, I want to also just hit on um, inflation, which has just hit the uh, highest levels since the Great Recession. Um, it, it's it's funny because this headline says soars past econom- economist expectations, but like not in the good way that you that you want it to. So <laughs> um, overall, inflation of the U.S. dollar rose 0.8 percent. Uh, in April. This was the largest 12-month jump in prices since the period ending in September 2008. Um, I guess this is just to your to both of your points about Jimmy Carter and the love child of Joe Biden. <laughs> this, is just, this is just like, this is the way that it's going to be, I guess, for the whole Biden presidency. Although, I don't know how long the Biden presidency will be. It doesn't matter. Look, people are hiring across the spectrum and making sure that genders are represented and minorities okay. are being hired. Good. Is there equality and all of this stuff? And, and um, the CIA has woke <laughs> recruitment videos and everybody is happy. And, Can I, and, tell, I thought that the latest one was, I legitimately thought it was made up. I thought it was a parody. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Well, you watch these no. things. We talked about it on my show last week and said, well, it's not. A, what are they recruiting? I mean, I like it doesn't say anything about nothing about those videos makes me want to say, you know, damn it. I want to go join the CIA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if somebody were, you know, shooting at people, I mean, that would be like, OK, let's yeah. go. Right. right. No, yeah. So the let's la- go, Jason. Take a clip from Rambo. So, so, exactly. so the latest one is what? It's a, a girl who grew up with two lesbian moms and like just al- always wanted to find a place for her. The yeah. human side of the CIA. The, the, the ridiculous part about that is the CIA obviously isn't recording on what their intersexual group is. No, they, they don't care. They're just doing it because of the popular opinion. That's they don't exactly care. Right. They don't care if you're gay, straight, color, whatever. It's just like Hasbro doesn't care if Mr. Potato Head has a Mister on it. I mean, they, they just they're, <laughs> right. they're just promoting Hasbro, it's right? So the CIA is just getting attention out of this whole thing. Which, thank God, that's the Central Intelligence. That's what they're doing. But my point is, to all of that stuff is there's no mean tweets coming out of the yeah, White House. Thank God. Orange man, we've forgotten him. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you print more money in the last 60 to 90 days than we've printed in all the years of our history combined, yeah. you might have a problem. That's what was so funny with the reporting on this today. CNBC, everyone waits to see what they're saying about it when this comes out. And they said it's just shocked economists everywhere. I'm like, seriously? After all this printing, you're still spending and pledging yeah. to spend like another trillion more? This is shocking? <laughs> Actually, one more thing. Yeah. It was funny. I saw another blue check and he was using all his charts and stuff and and he was like saying well you know inflation's really not that bad if you take out food prices and gasoline prices <laughs> uh-huh. so the two things that we buy Everybody the most right if you take those out everything's fine Look, sex just, is great <laughs> if you just don't never mind <laughs> no, no, it's waiting for it. just stop just stop eating and you'll be fine all right just stop eating and you'll be fine all right we got more to come first we want to take our sponsor built bar these guys over here <laughs> they're trying to get me in trouble over here uh, all right built bar speaking of food. Um, If you are looking for something to keep you healthy, keep you from eating bad junk in the pantry, you gotta get Built Bar, all right? I know it's hard, especially if everyone's working from home and you go to the pantry and go see what you need to eat and then you stuff your face with something and then you go back an hour later and you look at what else there is to eat and then you stuff your face with something that's even worse for you. Let me get you some Built Bar, all right? You will not expand your waistline with these because they are protein bars. They are healthy for you. They are low in calories. They are low in carbs. They are high in protein. They are high in fiber. And the best part about it is that it does taste like you're eating a candy bar. So you feel satisfied. You feel like you're getting that sweet stuff. But it's actually good for you. Now, I may have 
also indulge in like probably four built bars a day. I don't know that I can like advocate for that, but still it did not expand my waistline. So I, yeah, I've, I kind of felt a little guilty about that one. You probably like there's too much of everything, but with built bar, uh-huh. You get way more because it is so good for you. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll get 15% off of your order. There are a ton of flavors to choose from. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. You're going to want to go there. Pick your favorite flavors and uh, get your order in. All right. We have been getting so many pictures from so many people who have been loving Built Bars. Uh, you're welcome and also sorry because they're like, dang you, Sarah. Now I'm, I'm spending so much money on these Built Bars because I can't get enough of them. I know. Me too. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code NEWS15. It is B-U-I-L-T-Bar.com. The House Republican Caucus voted today to kick Representative Liz Cheney from Wyoming uh, from her GOP conference chairman Post. Now, this comes after a, it feels like a forever battle between uh, many in the Republican caucus and Liz Cheney uh, battling it out. Liz Cheney had some very harsh words about then-President Donald Trump, uh, the January 6th. <clears throat> I, you know, do, do, we, do I call it an insurrection? I don't That's know. What they want you I know, I, but I don't. I don't <coughs> want to call it that because I just feel like it's just so dramatized when they call it that. So yeah, uh, the January sixth incident at the Capitol is that better? That's that's a little better. Sure. Uh, so she, you know, she called it. <clears throat> she contributed to um, talking about the big lie and um, you know endorsed his impeachment. And so finally, the GOP uh, had had it. By the way, right before this vote, she did double down um, and said that she would do everything in her power to make sure that um, President Trump would never <coughs> see. And get into office ever again. So <laughs> clearly lessons were learned or not. I don't know. I'm interested to get uh, your thoughts on the situation, gentlemen. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Don't let the door hit you or yeah, the good Lord's split you. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. Enough's enough. Yeah. This is playing politics to the, you know, it's it's stupid. It, it is. Just, it's frustrating because it's like the, the left usually or at least they used to be really good at having their conflict behind closed doors instead of in public for everyone to see yeah. and jump on and pounce on and it just felt like Liz Cheney did not understand that it's not a good look if you have that conflict like bring it in behind closed doors not out for everyone to take advantage of well yeah. so she she has the same issue that the left has and that's one of my biggest issues with her is she's fixating on the man yes she's fixating yes. on trump total tds and and everyone that the media is trying to make this look like it's some huge yeah. deal yeah. they don't want you to look at what biden is doing they don't want you to look at rising inflation gas lines all that stuff mm-hmm. they don't want you to look at that they still want you to concentrate on orange man that's what they want you to do. And Cheney is just, the, she's the same. She, all she could do is talk about him, not the, you know, issues and policies that he was concerned with. <clears throat> and I think that's what the GOP, the GOP is not a cult. They're not, they're not cult worshiping Trump. No. They're all about what he started, the, the movement that he started. That's what it's all about. And the problem is, is we have too many people within the GOP that have no balls. Um, they're just, they just want to do the status quo. They want to play the game as it was played. Yeah, yeah. So basically we give a little bit, we give a little bit over to window moves. Mm-hmm. We're fine with that as long as we keep our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're concerned with. And we're tired of it. Yeah. Liz Cheney is just a poster child for that. Now, I don't care if, you know, 
I don't care about this whole Trump fascination. I, I, I'm, I'm completely sick of that. I'm, I'm interested more in about what he started, the movement that he started with. Yep. And if she's standing in the way of that, I, I'm glad that well, she's and Well, but by movement, you don't mean what happened on January 6th. Because that's what's so annoying. It's like, no one thinks that that was a great thing that happened. Nobody. Like, let's stop talking about that. But they needed if, that. Obviously, right. we've, we've hashed that out. They, they needed that to complete the narrative. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. See, what, see what started with Russian collusion and all of this stuff. This right. is how it ends with a capital insurrection. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm over the Trump fixation thing. I've never been a part of the Trump fixation, regardless of the, the accusations that come. I like what Trump exposed. I like right. what Trump created. He changed the game. I'm doing what I'm doing today because Trump changed the game. Not because I'm trying to be like Trump. Can't nobody can be like Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't want Trump to run in 24. I would like to see Ron DeSantis and Mike I Pompeo. I agree. Uh, you know, as it stands right now, if I were picking, with a Trump that comes out and says, yeah, I endorse these guys to go do this thing. Because we don't need to get back into the polarizing aspect of having this stuff. We, we, we're losing focus. And right now, until yeah. we get back to what, what it looks like <clears throat> to be conservatives, and I don't mean 50 shades of red Republicans, I mean true conservatives. We, we've lost this country forever, um, and we're, we're, we're witnessing a change in history when the greatest country in the history of the world is going to spiral downward into nothingness. Yeah, I, t- I tend to agree with Chad on whether or not I want Donald Trump to run again. I just don't. You, I, I just don't want the controversy, and I don't want the focus to be on all of the the past things that he said and done in the mean tweets. It's like let's get fresh blood in there. Who maybe is like him, but a little more polished yeah. uh, and a little bit more. And I, and I don't <laughs> apologize for Trump. I mean, I don't, don't take what I'm saying. Like, I'm unapologetic. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying Trump should have done this. I mean, no, I, we just, could, you know, there were plenty of things Trump could have done different. I mean, I, look, yeah. I'm the first one to, to defend him and to accuse him. Uh, but but in that regard, I just don't think it's what's I don't we don't need another 78 year old president. Yeah. You know, that's been that's getting fair. elected for another four. We don't we don't need that. Give me some. And I, look, Trump at 78 is probably going to be like me at 53. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, that's me at 36. But I mean, I, I do. I, I think that we're at a place right now where we don't back up and we don't. I have people that say, well, you need to bring things more towards the middle. We don't know what the middle is anymore. Progressive left has jumped so mm-hmm. far off the deep end. That we don't know what the middle even looks like. So there are no centrists anymore. You know, I keep saying about Texas. I say Texas isn't right enough right now. People say you just want to keep Texas red. Well, you're damn right, because my conservative values are what I believe in. Those are my convictions that I think make things run better. Um, and I want to make sure that we maintain that in America for the country as a whole. And, and we've got to keep plugging away the freest state apparently right now in the united states is a is one governed by ron DeSantis because the guy takes no crap off of anybody and he says there's ramifications for this ramifications for this. we're going to do this we're going to do this and i admire guys like that and and, and henry mcmaster and and christy noam and different ones and, you know you can complain about different things that all of them have done at the end of the day the end of the day, man, we get back to conservatism, we get back to real stuff because there's no complex problem that's ever going to find a solution while we're being politically correct. I will say that key, I, I agree. We want to keep it red, but we also want to keep it red not only just in name only. And that's something that really pisses me off with the that's current the 50 GOP. Shades. Exactly, yes. and that's why Liz Cheney is going is out of here. Yes. In my yes. opinion, it's, yes. not, it's not because completely just on our fixation with Trump. It's because you were fixated on Trump when you're not listening to the people. Mm-hmm. The people are like, the, uh, you know, Donald Trump. People were screaming up at the border for years and years and years. <clears throat> Congress would not do it. They kept saying they were going to do something. They never did it. We wanted something to be done about Obamacare. They kept saying, telling us they were going to do it. They never did it. We're sick and tired of that crap. We want someone to go in there and say, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. What do you want me to do? Okay, now we're going to do that. Listen to us. Do what we tell you to do. <coughs> Cheney is not one of those people. McConnell, not one of those people. 
Isn't I, Cheney the one who, who fist-bumped Joe Biden after his uh, address to Congress? Ugh. I mean, that, doesn't that tell you all you need to know yeah. about, about Liz Cheney? It just, it really is, it sums it up. I wouldn't have as big of an issue if, if someone like Biden was actually a bipartisan Democrat, you know, right, centrist right, president. Right. But you listen I'm to not, him, you're like, this but he's is not. so radical. Why are you fist bumping this man? He's going to ruin our entire country. After seeing all this, his his uh, inaugural address just makes me even more sick. Yeah. Talk about everyone coming together. Oh, yeah. He said unity you, about yeah, 70,000 times. <laughs> He never had a, we, we said that, but he had well, no intention of being unifying anyone. Well, unity to them just means you have to believe what we believe you or we're going see. to cast you, you out, yeah. right? You exactly. Uh, on the neck. All right, we have got, we've got more to come, but we got to take a break. Back in a minute. That's what unity means. Of course. The San Francisco Unified School District is being accused of a money grab after a plan to have high school students return to in-person school just to get the uh, the millions in state reopening funds. So um, they just announced it, it's hard to believe when you live in Texas. It's hard to believe that there are still school districts who are not I know. open in person or at least giving people that option. But they just announced in San Francisco, the teachers union, that high school seniors would get to return to in-person school starting this Friday. Now, you look at this and it's May, right? So you're like, oh, okay, uh, great. How long uh, would that be? Well, they said, what they say is that they wanted the current graduating seniors to have the opportunity to spend some time in person on campus with teachers and their peers during their last few weeks of high school. Um, but what they didn't say is that the return is actually for one day only. Um, and students would not even be in the classroom with their teachers. And that was because of the way that the deal was written, that um, the, this, the, they have to bring the class of 2021 to school, quote, for at least one day before the end of the school year to receive the 12 million in state reopening funds. So that is what they are doing. Um, literally for a day, and uh, the, again, they're not actually going to be in the class in the classroom with their teachers. But uh, thankfully, San Francisco Unified School District will still get the twelve million in state reopening funds to continue um, doing nothing. And then when they are doing something, indoctrinating your children. So great job. <laughs> the destruction of a generation is what we're seeing. This really is the is. destruction of a generation. <clears throat> and they're not apologetic about it. They're selling your kids out for federal funds. Um, here we are. It's sad. It's. I mean, I went off last week on this whole, just all the nonsense of the destruction and the and the, and the consequences of of uh, you know on my show. I mean, I just just let it fly, and, and this is why people love me and some hate me, and because I just went off the rails on this thing. And if I let myself get worked up on this whole issue, so you used all those words to say that the show, which is San Francisco, <laughs> is doing nothing. Yeah, they're doing nothing. They're putting a bandaid on a bruise so they can get a check. That's all they're doing, and they're using your kids as as the you know as yeah, the, the bandaid are, and the ki- and and pawns really. I mean, the kids Th- that's are pawns all they are. in a game to receive more money so that the, te- the teachers can continue to do nothing. I spoke to some people yesterday, uh, last night actually, from San Francisco. They just moved to Texas. I mean, everywhere you run to, you you run into people who are moving here from California mm-hmm. or New York, Europe. Uh, and, and he said, I can't even, he started telling me examples of things going on in San Francisco and stuff that they're doing, and it's like, this is this ain't America. 
It's incredible. This is not America. It's really incredible. This, this, is, this, is, this is communism. And well, and a lot of people are like, well, just pull your kids out of public school. But it's like, okay, but I mean, we're still paying. My tax money is still going. My neighbor's tax money is still going to we're all of these schools. We're going to fix that one, Governor. Please. Yeah. Please. Got school, a plan. School, uh, do you? Oh, you yeah. have a plan for that at prayther2022.com. Dot com. All right, Jason. I like how the announcement came from the teacher union yeah. uh, over this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, teacher unions. I mean, first off, the unions in general rule the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. They rule the Biden administration. They even were, they shaped scientific, yep. uh, you know, information to get, get for the CDC. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. The unions did? Mm -hmm. The teachers unions? Well, Randy Weingarten, she has an extensive <clears throat> scientific background. They got to go. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm genius, sure. man. I'm telling you, these teachers unions... They, I mean, unions across the board, they only exist to make themselves as a, an entity more powerful. Mm, yeah. They, they don't represent their people. They, Which, they don't care about the people. Okay, but at the beginning, at the inception of unions, I think you could argue that there was a need for it. Right? Do you not think so? No. You don't, don't think I ever? Don't, I don't agree with unions, period. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, In the history of it, I'm like, okay, I can see where they thought that they, maybe they needed collective bargaining power. But well, at this point, there's, there's so many regulations that are protecting them. It's like, you don't need these anymore. Just, You're just bullies. Just on a basic free market principle, you would not need you would not need unions. Yeah. Because there would be another organization that would rise up and they would be able to, hey, we'll pay you more. We won't give you this many hours. We'll treat you better. We'll give yeah. you these there's benefits. There's always another company that comes along always. and says, hey, you don't want to work for them? Well, come work for me. Yeah, it right. works itself out. Out. This is the unions, in my opinion, are little manipulations like that that screw the free market. They yeah. take you from uh, a they take you from a free society, a free market but economy. It's amazing how how blinded all that people who are members of unions yes. are. And they, you know, we'll catch the the hate for this because yeah. people are like, oh, you can't talk about my union. They're they're not for you. Right. Yeah, they're for themselves. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's like saying Washington D.C. is for me. <laughs> no, it's for itself. Yeah. Joe Biden stood there the other day. It's a perfect example when he said. We, we, the, the government is we the people. We the people is, is, oh, the, is yeah. the government. Yeah. 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 That's the same way unions operate. They, they see themselves as the, the overball, the, you know, they're, they're overlords. They're the boss. They're the ones, we're going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Got your back. Mm -hmm. When he said that in that speech, I remember him looking at the people that were there, which weren't a lot of congressmen anyway because of the <laughs> restrictions. But he was like, you know, you guys are the heroes. Thanks to you, you know, America has gotten back to, to, to gotten back to work and has yeah, gotten this going again. Yeah, it wasn't the small business owners. Right. It wasn't the people that were doing everything <laughs> they could think of to stay afloat. It wasn't them. It was all... Get the heck out of here with that crap. Yeah, he's that really is building back better. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> not so much. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a minute. Oh, that was so bad. These people are so fired up. With, they get so fired up that you stuff. Yeah, I know. Hey, you. Yes, you. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, maybe you're watching on Facebook, maybe you're watching on Blaze TV, but you are watching and you see our bright, shining, smiling faces. Okay, smiling maybe is an oversell, but you're watching us. Don't forget to go to wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters, and that will help more people find it. It helps with the algorithm so that more people can then hear the news and why it matters instead of having to tune into like the estrogen-filled Brian Stelter. You don't want that <laughs> for them, okay? You want them to find the news and why it matters. Also, if you write us a good review, you may see it read live on air like this one today from uh, Jonna Dance. Oh, Wanna that's dance. cute. Ju Juana, Juana Dance. Yeah. Juana Dance. 
Uh, my one source, I never miss a day of this program. Sometimes I try to find it on the weekend, but alas, only repeats. Sarah manages to keep everyone in line and on the edge of their seats. Uh, at the same time, Pat and Stu have dry humor perfected while Yako and Eric cut to the heart of issues. The expert opinions voiced reflect my personal convictions and keep me informed about what really matters. Also a shameless plug for Bill Bars and Chad Prather for governor. <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all. With a heart emoji and two exclamation points. I, I love you, want to dance. <clears throat> Chad Prather <clears throat> for governor. Okay, <laughs> Prather 2022. We're going to need it, especially, I mean, we're talking about Texas and clean house, baby. And, oh, <laughs> everywhere. Clean house. But really in Texas, too. All right. Thanks, guys. Come and get it. <laughs> thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.